With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hello, welcome to the Form Lounge Trivia, maybe right around the country. Friday, 5 past 12, we launch into a big weekend of racing. 0499736736 to join the conversation. As per every Friday, any horse, any race in the majors, major cities, of course, right around the country, any horse, any race, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, and, of course, in Perth in WA. Still the WA focus here on the Form Lounge, and most of it will be, uh, especially for the next week or so, until we break over the Christmas period, because the racing is heating up. And, well, very shortly, one of our next guests, one of the great blokes, well, they're part of the great bloke tra- uh, training partnership in WA. I'll speak of Dan Pierce, who'll join me very, very shortly. So if you've got any questions on any of their runners at Geraldton and or and or at Ascot, 0499-736-736. Tom Haylock to join me in a while to take a look at the Ingham up there in Sydney as well. I've covered the Ballarat Cup meeting for you as well. We've got a Tommy Two play there in the Ballarat Cup with a couple of best bets on the card. And then we'll go to Dan Cripps as we run through the WA card in the West and have a bit of a chat. Straight off the bat, though, uh, had the privilege of meeting this bloke many years ago on a Magic Millions bus trip. They are great fellas, great trainers, uh, part of the Pierce Training Partnership. But I've got Dan Pierce on the line and he joins me. Hello to you, Piercey. Morning, mate. How are you? Very well, very well. Mate, how have you found the carnival so far? Um, from over east, as you guys would normally say, we've found the tracks pretty fair. Um, the racing's been good. Um, I'm sort of hoping that, that, that it doesn't change this week. It's been pretty good so far, in my opinion. How have you found it? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, we had a, uh, a decent result uh, last week. So, um, so yeah, that always, uh, always helps you put a, uh, put a bit of a positive spin on it. It's the grand final uh, for a lot of the, the trainers over there. And how far out with these races like, you know, the Northerly, the Railway and the Winterbottom and all these even bigger races? I mean, we've got the Towton Cup. You've got a couple of runners in it as well. And a lot of these features, how far out are you guys thinking about having the horses um, exactly in the right spot for this? Is it sort of a an August-September thing or is it even earlier than that? No, well, you sort of the two in the Towton, for example, um, Queen Elena and Black Fantasy. That's probably been about been a twelve month sort of build. To, well, it's building towards a uh, Perth Cup. Um, the Towton Cup is so those two are on that path, and that's been a uh, been a twelve month plan to uh, to bring them through that line of races. Um, so, uh, so yeah, look, they're they're both progressing uh, really well, um, and uh, and heading in the right direction for a uh, for a Perth Cup. We'll start with your Ascot runners. We'll start with race one in the Magic Millions plate over the thousand. Pikey in the saddle on the seven. Um, how is Sinful Living? Yeah, she's good. She's a nice, uh, speedy little uh, little filly. She's uh, one of the girls' horses. So, uh, so the um, Danelle and uh, and Chloe um, 
they're uh, they're putting together ladies syndicates, um, uh, and this is uh, this is one of them. They've had a, they've had a bit of joy already with the um, Cosmopolitan Girl and uh, defending and a couple of couple of nice horses. So uh, so this is their their next one. They're rolling out. So um, so yeah, they're all a big big crew of ladies that are all heading up, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting for them. You picked this horse up reasonably cheap, but a couple of the trials look like um, yeah, she might be sharp. Yeah, it looks really sharp, and that's the sort of style. Um, she's a, a safeguard filly, um, and with these uh, the girls' horses, um, obviously targeting the um, the uh, the ladies' bonus um, with the Magic Millions two-year-old race um, and three-year-old. Now they've just introduced a three-year-old bonus, but uh, but yeah, we're trying to buy those more uh, more precocious sort of styles of horse. So um, so yeah, she she certainly fits that mould. I know you guys are very good with horses over a trip. This horse uh, does carry nomination or did carry nomination for the Perth Cup, but you got done with the Blues in race three, number eight. It looks right up to this. CJP on the 54 and a half. Uh, just got rolled by Diamond Scene um, on that race. So I'm pretty sure that was the race that got put back a week, wasn't it? Called off because of the heat. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, put, put back a week. Um, drew the, she keeps drawing awful, um, uh, but she drew wide last week and ended up having to go back to last, got a long way off them. Um, and uh, and she did take the shortcuts in the run, but um, but yeah, she was a long way uh, long way off the leaders um, uh, in in the run. Um, but uh, but yeah, she's she's tracking well, um, going along well, and uh, yeah, like you say, when she's got a nom nom there for the Perth Cup. Um, Really well-bred filly, uh, really well-bred mare. So, um, so yeah, if we can, uh, we can switch to those couple of stakes races um, after this. Um, if she could pick up some black type, it would be very, very, uh, very valuable to her. So the quick backup wasn't the original plan with that race being pushed back. Is that how you've seen it? And that's probably not going to be an issue. Uh, no, I don't think so. She's pulled up well, come through it well, and those stayers. Um, uh, you know, once you once you get them fitting up to uh, up to the racing, um, uh, they can uh, they can do the backup. Uh, let's go to the Towton. Um, you've got number four, Black Fantasy. Uh, I was going to make this one of my best of the day, Piercy, but someone's already knocked the price off. Already into a dollar seventy from two twenty five on the open. Yeah, right, a dollar seventy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went to have a crack last night, and it was even gone then. Um, I really like the running behind Be Optimistic. We see that go around a bit later. Casino 17's been in pretty good form. Like Those two horses have been absolutely flying. So I would have thought in here that you'd be riding this up to your neck. But, gee whiz, the price has gone. Yeah, yeah. No, well, he's, uh, he, he looks looks on paper. looks like he's going to be very hard to beat. Um, so obviously uh, obviously people have identified that. Um, uh, had a... He, um, Unlucky the start before last, um, and then he we wanted to get him. We were sort of half keeping the railway um, option alive, um, uh, and then when we uh, when we didn't go that way, we've ended up having to back him up last week and step sharply up in trip um, just to get him on this line of races now. Um, so so he went the seven days last start and end up. I think he went up 600 metres, 700 metres in distance. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, now he's gone the two the, the um, standard two weeks into this one. So, um, so yeah, look, it looks a really good race for him. And you've got Queen Alina in the race as well. You're placing the Lucky Grey. Uh, this looks like a horse that races sort of suit it too. Yeah, well, she, um, we're getting back to what we were saying before, 12 months ago, she um, she was on a uh, on a Perth Cup prep and, uh, and ended up... Uh, Ended up going amiss, and so this has been 12 months down the track. Um, 
uh, we're uh, we're back in the same position, heading heading down that first cut line. So uh, so yeah, we've been been building towards this. Um, I think she's going really well. She was a good run last start, and uh, and, and yeah, she's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if she runs through this uh, this line of races, she's going to uh, she's going to pick one up. Um, she's just uh, just yeah, bumping into uh, bumped into the stable mate, which is going pretty well. Uh, you've got in the Westpeed uh, race, you've got Climb on top. Ollie goes aboard, uh, draws okay, no joy uh, last start whatsoever. Can you get Ollie a win uh, on the way out here? Yeah, he's going really well, the horse. I, I hope so. Um, and uh, and I hope so for Neville Duncan as well. That was um, uh, Neville wanted to uh, to try and get Ollie on a couple um, uh, over the carnival just as a bit of a, uh, um, you know, for old time's sake. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I hope... Uh, Hope we can be part of that story, but uh, but yeah, the horse is going really well. Um, and yeah, like you say, he's uh, he's run last last start. It was the best last you've ever seen. Um, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, really uh, yeah, no, just uh, just no luck. And uh, and like um, uh, Clint said, he just needed just needed half a split because he was because uh, he was bolting. So um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't come his way. But uh, but yeah, look, he's come through that run really well as they as they tend to when they have those sort of runs. Um, and, uh, and yeah, goes to the races uh, really well. Really good order tomorrow. It's all the better for us, though, when we want to have a bet next time in, though, because people only look at the form guide and don't understand why, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you don't really have to be a form analyst to look at that race and, uh, and see, uh, see that he didn't, uh, didn't have much joy. But, uh, um, but, but yeah, like you, uh, yeah, like you say, he's... Uh, um, he was uh, he was he was pretty painful viewing, but uh, but yeah, hopefully we can get a bit of a bit of luck. He's drawn drawn a little bit uh, with a bit of room tomorrow, um, room to move. So uh, so yeah, hopefully Ollie can uh, Ollie can give him a good steer. XL train Ollie again in race number six. It's a horse that can run fresh. You've had the one trial here. It'll be up on speed. Um, nice little price. This looks like a, a really good place. Maybe slight winning chance. Yeah, I think he trialled really good. Um, I think he's a nice horse. He's going to be in for a good preparation. Um, just whether he's yeah, whether at the twelve hundred first up in a big field, whether 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 tomorrow's his day, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But he, he's like the horse is going fantastic. Um, yeah, if you liked him, I certainly wouldn't be talking you out of it. Um, before I move on to your Geraldton runners, because we're playing in the West all day, and I hope you don't mind if we just touch on a couple of those, but. Um, out like Black Fantasy, probably your best, but outside of it, um, out of Black Fantasy, which would you think your best would be at, at uh, Ascot? Oh, I'd probably, I'd like the um, uh, climb on top, each way odds. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like you say, he was, uh, had uh, zero luck last start. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I think with a bit more luck um, tomorrow, I think he's probably a, a good each way chance. In Geraldton race two, number four, you've got King of France. Uh, he's probably a bit plain last start. Um, he uh, he needs to improve. We're hoping out to the fourteen. Um, we'll probably try and ride him a bit cold and just see if uh, see if the fourteen hundred is the key. He's a horse that uh, that's shown a bit of ability. Um, but uh, but yeah, he needs to improve. Uh, race three, number seven, play with desire. Um, yeah, he's he's going well. He won his maiden down at uh, down at Bunbury quite well. Two starts back. Um, uh, and uh, and yeah, look, he's. Um, doesn't find the uh, the world's strongest race up there, so uh, he, he could be in the mix for sure. This is one I did want to ask you on. Race four, number four, All Brave. And uh, it's a horse that, that knocked the maiden off at Kalgoorlie. You've had a couple of trials that were there or thereabouts, but I don't think you found the strongest race here uh, in race four. No, he's going well. Um, 
uh, and he should get a good run from the gate. Um, he uh, he went up to Kalgoorlie and uh, and won. I think he won first up last preparation, didn't he? Um, yep. Uh, he's um yeah no he's a, he's, a, he's a nice enough horse. And uh, Budgerigar, good chance too in race five, number seven. Yeah, he'll be the best of the day up there. Um, he uh, he went up there. Uh, um, ten days ago, he, um, he he won really well. Um, looks to get the same run. He's gone soft. Um, uh, probably box seats again. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think he should be pretty hard to beat. What's the mail kicking around like with it? These eastern states horses come over and um, they stay around. They try to pinch your money. It was good to see Bustler get it done and stay locally. Is uh, everyone sort of hoping that Zaki gets rolled by someone locally on the weekend? It's that fine line, isn't it? Like you want you want the eastern status to come and uh, and and sort of boost boost our racing, and uh, and then you, you know if you you got to keep the profile of the racing over here and the prize money and uh, and whatnot. Um, but I don't, you know, our, our horses our horses are good as well, and we we prove that when we come over, we travel horses to the east, and uh, and they always perform. Um, so I don't think I don't think it's sort of bring your horse over to person that's an easy beat. Um and Bustler showed that again, you know, he's a locally locally bred playing god. Um uh so so yeah, like like I say, it's the fine fine line of uh, of getting that getting that quality and keeping the quality of racing up. Um and uh and us still us still all being able to get an earn as well. Do you fellas be pretty active through the sales period? Can people I, I stress this highly on SE and track right around the country. WA is one of the best places to own a horse. Um, from a prize money and training perspective, but you guys would be active and have a few slots available for a few in the east, I'm sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, I, I think our West Speed scheme is uh, is as strong as any in the country, um, and uh, and um, and yeah, when you're racing racing for solid money, um, the return return you're getting for what you're uh, what what you're having to outlay um, compared to uh, compared to some of your bigger sales on the east coast. Um, yeah, we think it's a great place to race horses. Dan, I did notice that all your racing's done at Geraldton by race five, and at Ascot you're done by race six. Is that on purpose so that you can have a beer uh, sooner rather than later? Well, I'll be having a beer. I'll be having a beer before the before the last race. Don't worry about that. Um, but uh, but but yeah, no, it'll uh, yeah, we'll be able to uh, be able to sit back and relax and uh, and watch watch the group one. Mate, appreciate your time as always. Uh, you get no um, bigger supporter of WA racing over here in the east than me. I love going over there. Um, hope you have a good run on the weekend. Get a couple of these home and uh, look forward to chatting you again sometime soon. Beauty, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Dan Pierce here from Dan and Ben Pierce, Pierce Racing. Uh, stars, good fellas. If you want to get involved in a horse, I say this time and time and time again. From a training fee to a prize money perspective, there is no greater gap. It's the largest gap anywhere in the country. It's the best place to own a horse is in WA. The best place to own a horse is in WA. Hey, uh, 0499-736-736. Dan Cripps to run through the Ascot meeting in a while. Um, I'll run through the Ballarat Cup meeting with you, uh, probably on the other side of this break. Tom Haylock will run through Randwick. But if you've got a question on any of the major, any of the majors, that's any of the majors, 0499-736-736. Mitch Abaya also to join me too. He's going to jump in and give us a few tips as well. 0499-736-736. Any horse, any race. The one place, I, well, two places I don't really like this weekend are Eagle Farm and Morfittville. I think Ballarat, we can make money. Sydney, we can make a little bit. But like I've been saying for three weeks, West is best. This is the Form Lounge. Miles Fitzner with you right around the country. It's uh, 20 past 12. 
You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge, 23 past 12 on your Friday. Give you one little one too in a little while for Mooney Valley tonight. But um, when we talk tips, when we talk blokes that are good at tipping, uh, there's one name that's at the top of my list every single time, and that's the super freak himself, Richard Bayer. He's kind enough to join me. Hello, eBay. Hello, Fitzy. Uh, thanks for the little intro there. Always uh, love jumping on your shows, mate. Hey, um... Just quickly, I wanted to touch on the Melbourne Cup. What a finish. What a finish to a great, like one of the big greyhound races, if not the biggest greyhound race. That's an unbelievable greyhound finish, that. Yeah, it was awesome, um, especially the way the story went as well. Uh, Aussie Rocks um, went from one trainer to another. This grey, The greyhounds jumped out the ground. Um, box five, a draw that most people put a line through straight away. And um, I think the more... Uh, fascinating part to the story was that the Greyhound um, out, outclassed a couple of other like quality, real quality Greyhounds and surprised everyone to win. But w- one of the owners uh, had a, uh, a thousand on the nose at 23. So um, yeah, that's uh, you, you're running for you're running for 650,000 in prize money. Obviously, the owner gets half of that and. Uh, yeah, still, still got the nuts to go and uh, have a thousand on it. Hey, did you at any point in the run when they went down the back? Did you give that? Like, you're very good at calling them in the race, um, and we know that from the lids fly stuff about what's looking like it's going to win. But did you give it any chance? Like to get back to the inside after the corner and then surge? It, I, I just didn't see that happening. Yeah, but to be honest, I wasn't really paying too much attention to that dog because it was all about, all the talk was about Big Energy. So Big Energy had gone up next to Aussie Rocks and I just thought to myself, if it get, Big Energy gets around Aussie Rocks here down the back, uh, he was going to be too good. But um, it was late when I really uh, took notice of Aussie Rocks and where he was. I thought that 600 metre campaign that he had at the Meadows not too long ago has put him in good stead and he's going to be hard to run down if he gets a run up the fence. So um, in races like that, it wasn't it wasn't as though there was only two greyhounds out front fighting it out. There was about four or five uh, turning for home and, um, yeah, he was the beneficiary of taking the rails run and uh, Big Energy had to scout pretty wide. So, yeah, it, it's just a fascinating race. It always is the Melbourne Cup and it can throw up roughies and we saw that last year with the Archie Bale as well. That's what happens when you go back and find the Jewel Lux. Exactly right. Scrape the Jewel Lux <laughs> and you'll go well. Hey, hey, just before I get some tips for you for the weekend, hey, uh, how's our greyhound going? I was going to ask you the other day. Was, we could... yeah. yeah, just started galloping, mate. So um, Beauty. had a chat with Mitty Lewis yesterday, um, I might have been the day before, sorry, and um, obviously just recovered from a little wrist injury, which they all pick up when they go to the breakers. They're put under extreme uh, pressure opposed to what they're used to, and yep. um, yeah, it's come along well and yeah, just started to gallop, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll be trialling in the not-too-distant future. So it's a bit like horses going shin sore. They can just get, when they're put under a little bit of pressure, they can just get yep. those injuries just to toughen sort of those elements of them. Yeah, exactly right. Spot on. So uh, it's a common injury with greyhounds that they uh, injure a metacarpal at the um, at the breakers. And when I when I got her back, I went and got her checked by my checker, and he goes, "Oh, gee, she's done it good here. Um, she'll be on the sidelines for a little while just to get her right, but make sure you you do it properly, get her right, and she'll be ready to rock and roll." So um, he had no issues with um, 
yeah, the way she was, and you know, it wasn't drastic or anything like that. But just yeah, she'd uh, had enough there to to suggest she wasn't going to get around the track uh, at the breakers. Uh, going 100%, which was uh, a nice little positive. You want you want to walk away from the breakers, uh, getting the dog broken in with um, not not an excuse, but a reason to find genuine improvement. So um, otherwise, sometimes you can say, well, they're not chasing hard enough, or they're just as tough as bricks. Yeah. Oh, righty. I will keep an eye on it. Have we, we haven't named it yet, have we? No, we haven't. There's plenty of uh, plenty of ideas, I reckon. Oh, for a few of you boys, a few of those boys, perhaps included, want to throw a few around. Hey, um, what have you got for us this weekend? It can be today, it can be tomorrow, it can be Sunday. What are you liking? Where? Um, let's talk about. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll give you a couple of Hillsville tips just for today. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go to tomorrow. Um, let's go Hillsville race. Actually, race six coming up in a few minutes' time. I don't mind the two each way. On the mint, uh, steps up in distance, drawn well. Is a chance of leading. Is six dollars into four sixty back at the five fifty. Um, just a small little play there. I'm not saying absolutely uh, smoke it off the map because um, it's not really the, uh, one of the best bets that we pin years back. Uh, then uh, a greyhound I tipped on this show a, a while ago now, but race eight number three crowds are smiling. Six dollars and two dollars forty. In a pretty weak race, to be honest, and I think it'll get a nice run in the race. So race eight, number three, crowds are smiling. Beautiful. So six, two, not really a best, but eight, three, we're going to play. And then where are we going elsewhere? Yeah, play each way. Yeah, and then we're going to go to tomorrow, the Meadows. So the six seats of the Silver Chief, this race uh, always produces the absolute goods. And um, let's start with uh, a distance race before that. Let's go race three, number seven, Vega Black. Was a disappointing run last time out at Shepparton, but I don't think it hands, uh, handles the uh, country circuits. It likes the city tracks. This is a pretty weak distance race, to be fair, and it will be running it out very strong. So race three, number seven, Vega Black. Uh, then we'll get into some seven. of... Yep. Yeah, then we'll get into some of the uh, Silver Chief heats. There was a couple of races there that some very, very classy animals are going around, as you expect. Race five, number seven, in the hub. Um, drawn well out wide in box seven. It absolutely broke the clock at uh, Sandown Park a couple of runs ago when it went 29-13, had pressure last time out and didn't like it. And from the wide draw, it won't have any pressure whatsoever. So race five, number seven in the hub. Um, you get to see the likes of Tim Zoo go around in race six. We'll skip that one. He's a $1.50. Yep. He's pretty short. We'll go to race eight, number one, Zipping Lincoln. A really nice each-way play here, six fifty and and $1.80. Has placed in its last three starts. Loves an inside draw. And I think the Horsham run three runs ago when it went 23-14 has put it in good sprinting stead here. Uh, usually a greyhound that can be a tad tardy at box rise, but race eight, number one, zipping Lincoln. And then we will roll over to one of the uh, more uh, multi-sort of inclusions in race 10, number one, Rocket Riot for Jason Thompson. This greyhound should be winning. It's a weak race. Uh, it's $1.50, but including all multis. Race 10, number one, Rocket Riot. Mitchie, you're an absolute jet. Um, loved most of your tipping right throughout the year, my friend. You've been flying. Love your work on uh, on dot com with the Greyhounds and the work you're doing with Sports Bet. Hey, um, see you soon for a beer before I go on holidays. Yeah, sounds good, mate. I really appreciate it, and we will have to catch up for a uh, beer or uh, twenty um, yeah. uh, over the next week or so. <laughs> so um, it'll be yeah, good to see you. Um, see you, mate. We'll chat to you later. See you, brother. Mitch Abaya, there. Go follow him at Mitch Abaya. He's a jet. The super freak knows exactly what he's doing. couple of off the text machine before I get to the news. Um, I'm playing tricks of the trade and forgot you place bets in the northerly. Both better horses than the price suggest. Tricks will 
get the run and forgot you now acclimatised. Just needs cover. Yeah, I'm probably happy to... Tricks of the trade, maybe to place. I, I think one of the ones uh, tomorrow in that race, off the text, uh, is a lot of good men would be the one that I'd be putting into place. Um, $3.10 currently at the moment for the Andrews to in at 52 keg. So I think zip away in a lot of good men. The 15 and 16, very, very similar to... Um, how we played the race the week before. We go with the one on top, Zaki, and then we've got the zip away and a lot of good men are going to be the two. Probably tricks, maybe one of the other picks. I'm happy to risk um, the uh, Eastern States horses outside of it, like Zoom on and Forgot You. Um, most definitely, uh, whoever that was, put your name to your text. Hey, Fitzy, pretty keen on a little deep tomorrow at Ballarat. What are your thoughts? Um, it'd help if you send me the race number, but what have I got? Race seven... Um, a little deep. Yeah, I thought Spicy Marks in that race can run well as well. I was probably going to have a same race multi. Nice win at Mowie, though. Um, uh, yes, and that's right. It beat Funzel. So, yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of it. Zoo Sensations also can run well. VC, I've got a lot of time for. The 10, the stable mate. And, of course, Spicy Marks. So, um, yeah, 8, 10, 12 and 4 probably in that race. Keep them coming. 0499 736 736. We're going to jump to the news. Tom Haylock to have a look at Ranwick on the other side of this. So run through a few there. I've got three that I like in race two, race six. And, of course, we'll cover the Ingham. I like one in it, race number seven. This is the Form Lounge. Miles Fitzner with you. Back in a moment. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday, 12.34. Still got Dan Cripps to come to take a look at Ascot. I'll quickly run through a few at Ballarat for you. 0499736736. But time to return our attention to Sydney. And who better to chat to than the superstar himself, the co-host of the Sunday Bet Fair Edge. I'll see him again on Sunday, Tommy Haylock. Hello to you, Tommy. Hello, mate. Uh, no Tom's tank engine intro this week. Uh, no, well, you're at a lunch. I was trying to keep it short enough for you. Now, tell me about the lunch. No, that's good. Um, there's a few people from the industry, which is good. Um, just a Christmas lunch, mate. Just starting the entree, so you got me at a good oh, time. So, so a few people from the industry, what, no invite or not, not, or is that no, upper-level industry? I got invited. I wasn't the one sending the invites for a change, mate. So give it. can you run us through the guest list? Um, no, more Racing Victoria. So there you oh. go. Oh, okay. Yep, so can't run us through that. Yep, weak. Uh, nah, nah. All right, let's, <laughs> let's go to the Ingham. I like Detonator Jack again. Maybe Cepheus is a roughie. Um, maybe to risk a few of these others. How did you find it? Cool. Oh, I've got no idea in the Ingham. Um, I'm keen, it's probably the least race I'm keen to talk about from the meeting. It's impossible. Um, there's so many different form lines. Williamsburg, obviously, very close to winning last start, probably does, um, and obviously didn't get the protest, but um, interests me, there's a lot of horses. Deno Jack flying, um, personal best rating last start, and can follow up the uh, the stable, and Coletta go to right of there, but no huge interest from me in the Ingham, mate. It's a $2 million race. Can you believe it was worth $250,000 a couple of years ago? So, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, well, what, race one or um, race we'll start one? At race have you got... five. Race well, five, mate. We'll start right at race, race five. five. Yep. Race um, five. The Blue Stratum English... for the McAvoy camp. Yes. I've got Blue Stratum on top. Obviously, it ties into Kiramar Dave Eustace Odinson. Uh, they're both very good. Blue Stratum had a big boom on him prior to the debut. 
Oh, he's going to run at Mooney Valley and was a very short price in the English race there, but scratched from that, didn't get a run. Um, I thought he did enough on that debut there at Flemington, did a bit wrong, and I think he improved from that. I've got him on top, but the horse I'm keen to play in is number seven, Deserus. Um, this horse has had one jump out and moved very nicely. The, the trial form's actually stacked up, and a big price here. So the, the winner, that the horse that beat Deserus at that trial, uh, came out, won a trial again. The third horse, Tokyo Lady, came out, won a trial again. So the, the form stacks up. She moved really well. I like the stable off one trial, kept fresh for 1,000 metres. Um, Going to be hard to beat uh, and a big price there. So a bit of value there, Miles. Beautiful. Like it. Race six, the Santa Cup. I, I was just, I'm going to give I'm in the win another go here. I was with it first up, then again second up. I'm going to give it one more. Um, yeah, four of those through that benchmark 88 at Newcastle, one by one glass bay. I'm in it to win. Uh, led there and, and just nabbed late. I'm kind of risking that form. I wanted to be with Foxy Cleopatra, but she's scratched. I'm taking a punt on Superium at a bit of value miles. Again, not a primary bet by any means, but this horse, I like the setup. Wasn't been far on a, a big price last week. Gets the back up, up to 2,000 metres and firmer footing, I think, suits Superium. So I'm just happy to maybe include him at a bit of a price there. Race eight, I hate it. I'm very keen, race eight. My best bet, um, best punting race of the, probably the weekend, Miles. Um, Love it. I, I'm risking the favourite insurrection, way too short for me. Ties in through recommendation. They come through the war, and, and they both contested the benchmark 100 on November 7 as well, where five of these come through. Recommendation um, ran second in that benchmark 100, beat home all rivals, meets them all better at the weights for that as well. Barrier one's a little query, but Blink is back on. Major player. I've got recommendation on top. My other primary uh, on the day is number 12, Perfect Thought. This horse, um, big price because of 1,200 metres, but also accepted in 1,100-metre race miles. So it tells me they're fresh enough here. I love the trial over 1,045 metres. Barrier four, 53 kilos, and got class, Perfect Thought. So at a big price, um, one of my better bets on the program, race eight, number 12, Perfect Thought, and having something also recommendation and laying insurrection. Race nine, not all that keen either from me. Yeah, race nine and ten are pretty hard. Race ten, um, Brudenell's a bit of interest. Mount High as well. Um, it's a really interesting race. Um, it's The last two are pretty tricky for me, but pretty keen uh, on race eight. Better bets on the program there. Race ten, I thought Lady Laguna was overs at 8.50 and 260. I want to ask you on just a couple of other quick ones. Oh, race two, number two, I like Zoatica. Yeah, it goes, goes well. Obviously, in good form, good win, high-rating win last start. Um, just from that heavy eight at Kembla, got to go to a firmer track now, but has class. I can't talk you out of Zoetica, mate. All righty. So your best on the card at um, Ramwick? Best on the card is perfect thought um, and recommendation. That's my best betting race for the weekend. I'm pretty keen in the group one as well, Miles, uh, over in the west. Yeah, what do you like? Well, I might be crazy, but I've got um, the favourite, Zaki Mark Shorter. It's a simple case of if he turns up, he wins. And I yep. think he's more likely to turn up than not. His, 10 of his last 12 ratings are far superior than anything else in the race. And you just got to ask yourself, if he, if, he's, if he does turn up, I, I believe he wins. There's no issue with a map. He settles outside lead or finds a perfect position. James, James McDonald's not leaving Hong Kong to ride this to run midfield. So it tells me the horse is going well. I think he's more inclined to turn up and run well. And if he does, I think he'll win. So I'm happy to take the $2.60 odd. Yeah, I agree. I'm a really solid bet, Zaki. And I've just had two small ones on the on the two down the bottom, the lighter ones. But I, I'm, if he turns up, he wins in full of grants. Hey, 
Mate, appreciate your time as always. Uh, go and enjoy your lunch, and I'll see you over the weekend. Yeah, looking forward to chatting Sunday, mate. Thank you, all the best. Tommy Haylock there, he's an absolute ripper. Uh, he's walked out during entrees, absolute jet. Quick break on the other side of this. Uh, quick look at Ballarat to come, Dan Cripps to come, and then best bets. I've got one at Ballarat that I like. At a, Well, it was 16s, it's now 11s. Um, and uh, I'll give you a quick insight into the Ballarat Cup. More to come on the Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Miles Fitzner with you, 0499 736 736. The main man in the West at the moment because Terence Von Leighton is still recovering after the win of Be Optimistic is one Dan Cripps and he joins me. Hello to you, Cripper. Good to see you, my friend. How are we going? I'm very well, very well. Mate, how did you find last week? Um, Ended up all right for me in the end too. Um, It's been good going over there um, from a punting perspective, I think. Yeah, it was a funny day. I was on the floor early, but sort of had to wait for the best until last, and that was with overpass. And uh, yeah, he sort of when he came around the corner, and he just he looked the winner at the at the turn, didn't he? There was uh, no stopping him. So good to see class prevail, and yeah, got me out of a bit of a hole and ended up in front. So what more do you want? I, t- I turned around and walked away as soon as it ran to the corner. I didn't even, watch, didn't even watch the end of it. Mate, I've got about five minutes, if I can. I want to try to quickly script, uh, flick through the card. If you don't like a race, just say, no, nah, no play. Um, race one, the Magic Millions two-year-old. Oh, I've, I've got no idea here. Um, I'm just going to maybe five or the seven. Spoke to Piercy before. There'd be two chances. Yeah, for sure. Two-year-old races aren't my go, but hard to miss the trial of... Marty Girl, uh, Simon Miller, two-year-olds are normally a pretty good strategy. In saying that, even money, it uh, yeah, depends what type of punter you are, but yeah, no bet for me. Race two in the three-year-olds, I'm pretty similar. I've got no firm opinion here. Really looking forward to this race. Intriguing runner's final siren. Comes up from Albany, so it's a huge step up in class and obviously has to get on the float, but what he's done in his two runs... Have really, he's won by about 10 lengths over his two runs. The data backs it up. He's done it under a handbrake, and the form's actually held up around him. So while at around $3, I'm not keen to dive into him at just yet. If he keeps drifting, then I think he might be a pretty nice horse, and he's going to measure up in town. So just one to watch, number six, final sign. Um, let's go to number race number three. Demolish is short enough here. Um, I got Pierce on because I did give Dumb with the Blues some hope. Yeah, staying race fits. He's leaving me completely yep. out of it. Sorry. Yep, race four. Uh, the Towton Cup, another staying race. Look, I'm with Black Fantasy as one of my best of the day. You're getting no spoils now, but um, I'd even put Queen Alina in um, in the same race multi if you can do something there. We'll go straight to race five. This is a West Speed race. Now, uh, Piercy did say that he thought Climb on Top was probably the best each way of his of the day, and they've tried to line one up for Ollie here to finish, but I might follow it because I didn't really have an opinion before that. Yeah, it makes sense. Look, for me, there's nearly every horse in this race raced against each other last time. There wasn't a lot between them. So I thought Plays With Fire had her chance and she was a little bit weak over the final 100. I just expected her to win from 
with the run that she had. So at two dollars eighty, uh, I reckon that we can bet around her. Agree completely with Climb on top. He just got no daylight whatsoever in that same race. He does tend to miss the kick, so he probably gets back and will need a good ride. But yeah, like you said, you've got Damien Oliver on board, so hopefully he can uh, weave his magic one more time. Outside of him, look, as I said, there's just a heap of chances. One who does interest me somewhat is the four success play in that same race. He was deep the trip and only beaten uh, under half a length. So if he can get to the breeze and not spend too many petrol tickets, then I reckon he will run a good race at a double-figure quote on a day where, with the easterly wind in play, it might be tough to make ground. Uh, let's go to race number six, um, the Drummond over the 1,200. Look, oh, Celebrity Princess keeps letting me down. It draws bad. We know Vampy got play. Uh, Vampy at play's got some sort of ability. Stormy Tawny's been supported after its last two. This is a no-bet race for me. Yeah, looks really tough. Stormy Tawny is impressive, but uh, it's a horse, Pike, and Grant Alana would always go around under my price. thought she was... While she was good against the bias last start, the leader died that day, which just really brought the back market into it. So at, while she's at $3, I'll take her on. But in saying that, just don't really know what's the back to beat her. Being here play, awesome trial, but he's resuming off her injury-enforced layoff 380 days between runs. So, I mean, Neville Parnham is... He could... Uh, train whatever he wanted at the moment. So if she gets some luck from one, she can win. I really like Southam Trader as a horse, and he trialled really nicely. But in saying that, got the apprentice on from barrier 10 in a race, chock full of speed. So I just don't know how he wins. Yeah, like you said, it's probably a race. He just looks messy. So happy to steer clear, I think. Race seven, um, I know there's going to be some support for Play That Funky Music, especially if it goes leaderish again. It got away with it last time. But I'm all about Hanchi here. That placid arc form will be good enough. This is one of my better bets of the day. Yeah, okay. I'm against you here. Uh, oh. I was really surprised with the early support for Hanchi. I just, yeah, I couldn't So most of it's mind gripper. crap. That makes sense now. So, no, I know there's a few other good judges that are, are quite keen on him, so... I might have egg on my face here, but just 1,200 back to 1,000. He's not the best beginner, so he ends up potentially three-back defence. We'll need a bit of luck. I thought there was better $3 chances on the card again, but it's a bit of a day like this. I just didn't, couldn't find anything where I could come to beat him with much confidence. Um, well, for the sake of a tip, I'll go some value and put Sky Duke on top. Really strong yeah. first-up winner. Albeit did get a uh, really leaderish Bunbury track to suit. If he can lead on a day like we said with the Eastland play, he will give some cheek. But in saying that, like you said, play that funky music has been flying and he wants to be right up there. So And throwing that horse like eight, nine, the man who will also be on speed. So they might just overcook it up front, which, you know, hopefully for your sake, brings horses like Hanchi and Super Session into the race. Uh, so I'm just trying to write 12. Five, you're trying to help me with McCordy here too. Uh, let's go to rate. Let's go to the feature, which is a northerly. Now, how I'm going to play this is how I played the other race um, with overpass. Is I'm just going to hit Zaki as hard as I can, and then back the two down in the weights, being zip away and a lot of good men. And if they get up, I don't need a lot on to still make a quid. Yeah, like this, you know, on a day as you could 
Uh, you can sense I don't really like much on the card, but this is clear best bet of the day territory, and I feel like it's a bit of deja vu from last week. I'm just going yep. in and backing the class uh, Eastern States horse against a look. I don't want to say a weak bunch because this field of locals is definitely better than the Winterbottom field, but they seem a very even bunch, and I don't think any of them would be getting within 1.5 lengths of winning a Cox Plate like Zaki did two starts ago. So, look to put it quite simply. If he turns up, I think he just wins. Jane McDonald coming over from Hong Kong for one ride. You know, read into that what you like. You'd like to think that he wouldn't be making the effort if they didn't think that Zaki was going good. So Matt looks to Matt Well should either sit outside the leader or maybe even get 1-1. One, one. And, yeah, I mean, how do they beat him if he turns up? The one horse I'm going to save on and more of a place-heavy bet is the just number quick, two quick, tricks of the trade. Quickly, if you can here, brother. So, Yep, yep. The um, the more I look at this replay, the more I think he probably should have won the railway last start. Maps to get every chance at around twenty to one. He can uh, definitely run a place one by three. Um, his last ten of his twelve ratings have built the life out of this field. This field, Zaki Cripper. So your best is Zaki. Anything in race nine, very very quickly, because I'm stuffed out of time. Uh, no, Starry Heights too short. You'd have to bet Billy Ray each way. Uh, appreciate your time as always. I can go follow you at Crips Racing, your tip and snipe every week, mate. I love it. Chat soon. Good stuff, Ify. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. D- Dan Cripps there from Crips Racing. Go follow him on Twitter. Sign up. He's worth it. We're going to go to a quick break. Back with Best Bets. Other side. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge. We are fresh out of time. Just very, very quickly, yes, I think Baldinio off the text is a big chance in the last. It's time for the best bets. We'll start with, just look, we'll start with the features. Ballarat Cup, Tommy Two Play, Young Werther and Ain't No Deal Done. The Ingham, I'm with Detonator Jack. And at Ascot in the Northerly, on with Zaki Hard and just a very small one, Zip Away and a lot of good men. Time for the best bets. We'll start Mooney Valley tonight. Race three, number one, flick to fine leg, our Cacklin Rosie. Randwick, race two, number two, Zoatica. Race six, number nine, I'm in to win. Ballarat, race one, number five, Sunset Dreaming. And then wait for this, race four, number 10, Miss Baltimore, $11. 11 bucks, race four, number 10, Miss Baltimore. And then at Ascot, race four, number four, Black Fantasy. Race seven, number 10, Hanchi. And then race nine, number six, Starry Heights. We multi the two. All available up on the podcast, all my dabble profile. They'll all go up by the SEN track hub as well. They're all up there. But yep, Baldinho can win the last. Enjoy your weekend, team. Stay with us. Trackside coming at you. But I'm on trackside tomorrow for Saturday. And you can listen in the mounting yard then for all the best bets. We'll see you soon.